Thank you. Thanks, Nerali. I'm a simple person with a simple belief. Take that how you want to. Thanks for allowing me to share with you again today. And thanks, Nerali and Abby and the team. A great time this morning. Awesome songs, weren't they? Awesome morning. Lovely sense of the presence of God. Isn't it great to be in the house? You know, I, as Nerily said, I preach in a lot of different churches and there's just something about Olwesden. I know some of it is an emotional attachment because this is where I first met my wife and this is where I first met the Lord, two key people in my life. But it, uh, I've got to say that you guys... I hope, really appreciate what you've got here. Because of all the churches that I preach in, nothing compares to the worship uh, here at Olson Baptist. You are blessed with some great people who, who not only are good musos and singers, but have a real heart for the Lord. And it's, it's always such a pleasure to, to be here. So appreciate it. You having a good year so far? <laughs> Did you notice this year when people were saying Happy New Year, they were also saying, let's hope for a better year. Anyone I was expressing Happy New Year to, that, that, that kept coming out. Uh, we were out for... Where'd we go? We went to Pedro's last night for dinner. Someone's got to do it. But um, <laughs> someone had given us a voucher, a dinner voucher. Actually, they gave us two, so we've got to go another night. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> and as we were driving home, we came past the church here, and I thought, beauty, I've got a chance to, to just share some stuff with people tomorrow. And then I noticed the digital display. Let hope arise. Let hope arise. So that's out the front there, to the community of Olston, let hope arise. I always sense early in the new year the, the need to focus on hope. And I've actually spoken here at Olston Baptist in January, four out of the last five years. You guys are gluttons for punishment. <laughs> You may remember I spoke on the very first Sunday of the year last year on hope, on the God of hope, and I based it on my favourite verse from Romans 15, 13. Say, say it with me from the NIV. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I hope you can see why that's my favourite verse. It's just, uh, it's just really impacted me in so many ways. Fair to say that not everything worked out in 2020 the way we would have planned it to. Our plan, that is, our dreams, our hopes. Quite a messy year with fires and floods and political tension and COVID, etc. Reminds me of the story about three ladies from three different churches who met up for coffee. And one said, you know, this COVID thing has got our attendance at church, at church down to only 80 people. Another one of the ladies said, oh, that's nothing. Ours has dropped to 30. 
And the third one, an elderly lady who had never been married said, it's so bad at our church that when the minister says, dearly beloved, it makes me blush. I, I won't take that any further. But with, <laughs> but with all that happened in 2020, many people are feeling unsure about the future. It's really knocked things about quite a lot. But we want to believe that it's going to get better, don't we? Don't we? Are we hopeful? How is our hope? I love the Peanuts cartoons by Charles Schultz. Now, Charles is a Christian and it often comes out maybe in subtle ways in the cartoons that he puts out. But one day Snoopy was laying on his doghouse, looking at Charlie Brown and thinking, yesterday I was a dog. Today I'm a dog. Tomorrow I'll still be a dog. Is there any hope? Is there any hope, any hope, for me to be anything else. You may, may remember 20 years ago, the largest sub in the Russian fleet, the Kursk, had an explosion and went down in 350 feet of water with 118 men on board. It was all over the news there for a while. Divers went down to see if anyone had survived and they picked up a pinging noise and they realised it was Morse code coming from the sub one that a lot of people ask today, is there any hope? And that was all over the news, is there any hope? It's a good question as we head into this year with COVID continuing to raise its ugly head, along with all the political turmoil and power control and things that are going on, particularly in places like America and China and North Korea, is there any hope? Many people seem to be trapped in this hopeless situation and are convinced that life will never get better. Some people are suffering with finances, some are experiencing health issues, some are facing job loss, some are trapped in isolation and some are just plainly fearful. If that's how anyone here this morning is feeling, then I want you to hear this. In the midst of our struggles, there is always hope when we realise that we've got a God in whom we trust and in whom we place our hope. Make sense? Say it with me. In the midst of our struggles, there is always hope when we realise that we have a God in whom we trust and in whom we place our hope. You might have noticed that often when I share with you, I'll get you to repeat things. That's mainly to help you stay awake. <laughs> you know, there are people here this morning who are alive with hope, with a smile on our face, with a bounce in our step, excited about life, and yet many of us have our own share of financial difficulties and health issues and family problems. The truth is the past is the past and we can't change it. But we know that with God, we can face the future with hope. Amen? I guess it's fair to say with all that's going on, how can I, how can I think that and how can I say it? 
Just got a couple of amazing articles to share with you this morning. The first one is from the Hope Anglican Church, Sydney. They've been forced to build a new church. How come? Because their numbers have exploded from 20 to more than 400 in the last four years. Praise God. How about that? Is there any hope? You betcha. And our Baptist churches in New South Wales and the Australian Capital Territory have planted 38 new churches in the last four years. Wonderful. And are planning for 100 new churches in the next five years and 1,000 new churches by 2050. That'll be triple the footprint that the Baptists in New South Wales and ACT have got presently. How about that? Is there any hope? There sure is. And on a global scale, there are many doomsday predictions about the world being in decline. But I received this Vision Christian radio report just last week. And please, I don't want this to be seen as political in any way. This is facts from the article that I received. It said this, human death rates from air pollution have halved in the last 30 years. Isn't that awesome news? We don't hear that, do we? They don't spread that all over TV. Worldwide access to clean drinking water has increased by 68% in the last 25 years. Wonderful. The number of people living in severe poverty has dropped dramatically despite massive population growth. And United Nations data shows that there is now enough food produced to feed 10 billion people, where the world population is 7.5 billion. Aren't they amazing figures? The world's not going crazy. Well, it is in a lot of ways. <laughs> but it's not about to shut down. So I ask again, is there any hope? There sure is. I was reminded when I was doing my daily readings on New Year's Day about these words from Lamentations 3, 21 to 24 from the NLT Bible, where Jeremiah said, I still dare to hope when I remember this, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. Therefore, I will hope in him. Aren't they amazing verses? Does that get you? Come on. Maybe you could repeat that with me. I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. Therefore, I will hope in him. You know, I cop it from people quite often saying, your problem is that you're an optimist. You're too optimistic. And I reply with this, I have hope because I know Jesus and I know he's coming back for me. Do you? Do you know Jesus? Do you know beyond a shadow of doubt that he's coming back for you?
What about saying that with me? I have hope because I know Jesus and I know he's coming back for me. There's a story in the Bible about two men walking on the road from Jerusalem to Emmaus. You'd be familiar with this story. An 11 kilometre journey, so just a short stroll. The events surrounding Jesus' death had left them feeling hopeless. And as they were walking and talking, Jesus joined them. But they didn't recognise him. And he asked them what they were talking about. And one of the men said, are you the only person in the world that doesn't know what's just happened in Jerusalem? And I love the way Jesus played dumb. He said, what happened? (laughs) That was his response to them, what happened? They said the chief priests and rulers handed Jesus over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. We had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. Do you hear their despair? We had hoped. They had lost their hope. They felt hopeless, like a lot of people today. But when they realised it was Jesus and that he was alive, hope was restored and they were filled with joy and ran to tell others. Do you see that? Hope restored. Joy filled. Doesn't the world need that? Doesn't the world need hope and joy? Don't we need that? Don't I need that? So the question is, where does hope come from? Some awesome verses in Hebrews 6, and this is from the um, Passion Translation. Read, Read it with me. This is where we find his strength and comfort, for he empowers us to seize what has already been established ahead of time, an unshakable hope. We have this certain hope like a strong, unbreakable anchor holding our souls to God himself. Friends, God is our hope. God is our anchor. We're like ships tossed to and fro in the storms of life, but God gives us hope as our anchor. We look to the future with confidence, with absolute confidence that God will keep his promise to take us to live with him in eternity. You see, hope helps us to be optimistic. Do you believe that? Let me give you a good example of optimism. It's a pretty quirky example, I'm sorry, in that respect, but a good one nevertheless. Have you heard the story of the flying horse? A criminal was brought before the king and was told he was going to be executed the next morning. That's what I call a hopeless situation, right? The condemned man said, my king, if you'll grant me one year's grace, I'll teach your horse how to fly. All I ask is that if I do teach your horse how to fly, then you'll set me free. He continued, my king, what do you have to lose? If I've failed to do so by the end of the year, then you can still put me to death. And the king took him up on his offer. He had to, to make the story complete. (laughs) His friends said to him, that's a crazy idea. You can't teach his horse how to fly any more than you can fly. At the end of the year, you're still going to be executed, you know. He replied, maybe. 
But in a year's time, a lot can happen. In a year's time, the king might die. Or I might die, or the horse might die. And who knows, in a year's time, that horse just might learn how to fly. That's what I call optimism. Yes, I said I'm an optimist. Not sure I'm an optimist to that level. But God has done more than make a horse fly. He has raised the dead. He's made the sun stand still. He's shut the mouths of lions. He's opened a path through the seas. He's fed a crowd of more than 5,000 with one boy's lunch. He's taken on the vulnerable form of his creation and come to live among us to show us how to live. And he's overcome the grave, just to name a few, because I couldn't fit any more on the screen. You see, God can do anything. God can do more than we can ask or imagine. Do you believe that? You want to say it with me, don't you? Okay, let's say it. God can do more than we can ask or imagine. So help, hope helps us to be optimistic and hope helps us to persevere. When there's hope, we keep on trying and we don't give up. One day a specialist teacher was asked to visit a child in hospital to help him with advanced maths and no one told her that the boy had been horribly disfigured in, in, in burns, serious burns, and that he'd been very depressed. Upset at the sight of the boy, the teacher just couldn't hang around anymore. She struggled to keep her composure and she said, I've got to go, I'll be back tomorrow and we can get started. She left the room upset with herself, feeling like she hadn't accomplished much, but she asked God to help her persevere and give the boy hope. Next day when she arrived, the nurse took her aside and said, what did you do to that boy yesterday? Teacher immediately felt she must have done something wrong and began to apologise. No, 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 said the nurse. We've been really worried about him. It was like he'd completely given up on life. But ever since you came yesterday, his whole attitude has changed. Now he's fighting back and is even responding to treatment. It's as though he suddenly decided that he wants to live. Later, the boy explained what had happened. He'd completely given up hope until the teacher came. But in his mind, her coming meant this, they wouldn't have bothered to send a specialist teacher to work on advanced maths with a boy if there was no hope that he was going to live, would they? You see, sometimes the only difference between continuing or calling it quits is a little hope. And where does that hope come from? From God. You see, God tells us he loves us. God tells us he'll be with us. God tells us he'll help us. God tells us he won't give up on us. I've got to tell you, there's many times when I can't understand why God hasn't given up on me. But he hasn't. Thank you, Lord. I'm so grateful that he hasn't given up. That kind of hope helps us to persevere, to be persistent, to push on, 
to have a positive expectation. So wrapping up this morning, is there any reason to hope? Yes. With God there is always hope. Do you believe that? I'd like to think that I've given you enough evidence this morning to show that it's true, but I know you want more. Want to see an amazing verse? It's in Romans 5.2 from the Passion Translation. Say this with me. Our faith guarantees us permanent access to a perfect relationship with God. What incredible joy bursts forth within us as we keep on celebrating our hope of experiencing God's glory. How awesome is that? What incredible joy bursts forth within us. I love that translation. Do you feel the joy of it? Do you feel the joy of it? Through Jesus, we are made right with God. Not because of anything that we have done, but through God's grace, which we receive through faith in Jesus. And that should cause us to rejoice and give us hope. So as we move into this year, let's be a church filled with hope to keep dreaming dreams and looking to a future that is bright and optimistic, to be the hands and feet of Jesus offering hope to all, including discouraged and disadvantaged people. Is that what you want to be? Is that what we want this church to be? You're not sure? If I get you to repeat it with me, it might sink in a bit more. <laughs> Let's go. Let's be a church filled with hope to keep dreaming dreams and looking to a future that is bright and optimistic, to be the hands and feet of Jesus offering hope to all including discouraged and disadvantaged people. What's your hope built on? My hope is built on Jesus. My hope is built on Jesus. Let's pray. And while we're in an attitude of prayer, maybe someone here is in need of hope today. If that's you, may God bring light into your darkness. Maybe someone here feels like your life is ordinary and there's no sign of God's hand on your life. That can change. God wants your life to be a living wonder, a visible portrayal of what he can do. Lord, we pray for that. Maybe someone here knows you need to bring hope to someone who doesn't have much hope. Lord, give that person the boldness to encourage someone. Maybe someone here needs to be born again through the resurrected life of Jesus. Isn't it time you let God do a work in your life? Lord, give courage to make that step. And Lord, we realise that in many ways we're not worthy of your touch on our lives, but we thank you that we've been made worthy through the blood of Jesus, the precious shed blood 
of your son. Thank you, gracious Father, for your love and grace and mercy and forgiveness. And thank you for the hope we have in you. In Jesus' precious name, amen.